Hi, I'm Kristen. Welcome back. And thanks so much to any and all of you who have listened, who have shared the show or booked readings. I'm really excited for what's next. And I'm so appreciative of all the different ways that you're helping this podcast grow. So thank you again. Now, friends, it's time to explore one of the brightest, most powerful stars in our galaxy, our queen bee, Beyonce's been using numerology, mythology, and astrology for decades, drawing inspiration from folklore, traditions, and magic. She's even been accused of using witchcraft, I prefer to call it magic, and she references these metaphysical modalities in really cool, profound, and sometimes subtle ways through her music, her videos, and her performances and tour visuals. And since her cosmic wisdom is truly infinite, we're going to split this into two separate episodes. So for part one, we'll focus on her personal astrology, her birth chart, and her mysterious use of numerology. And in part two, we'll get into what's perhaps my favorite element of Beyonce's work, which is her use and practice of goddess worship, specifically as it relates to Afro-Caribbean traditions. And we'll get into all of these wild ways that she's speaking to us in the 5D. But in the meantime, let's figure out who exactly we're dealing with here. Born September 4th, 1981, Beyonce is the true embodiment of her perfection-driven sun sign, Virgo. And proudly so. As a side note, I feel like I'm channeling her now since I've recorded this episode upward of five times. So the song... Virgo's Groove, off of her most recent studio album, Renaissance, is not only a nod, but a full-blown homage to her Virgoan traits that are typically associated with service, in this case, sexual, and sensuality. It's one of the most sensual signs in the entire zodiac. And this is the third time she references her earthy sun sign, Virgo in her music. First, we hear it on her track, Gift from Virgo, which is one of her most passionate love sex ballads. And again, we hear her talk about being a Virgo on the song Signs, where she questions what zodiac sign is best for her Virgoan heart, ultimately landing on Sagittarius, the sun sign of her Sagittarian man, Jay. I was in love with the Sagittarius. See the emotions he put me through From Capricorns to Aquarius They all got their different minds The affection of a Virgo Which sign matches good with mine? True to Beyonce's diplomatic and heavily Libra nature We'll talk about that in a sec She shouts out all of the other signs in the Zodiac And their respective sexual qualities Virgos are well aware that the devil's in the details, and they ensure that every element of their work, public or private, is foolproof and seamless. And, much like everything else, B has perfected the art of this kind of interwoven spirituality, and she creates this intricate, interactive, artistic experience that she leaves open to interpretation. But, if you're ever confused about something ask a virgo because they'll not only tell you what's what they'll teach you how to figure out the answer for yourself among their amazing qualities patience is not and there are so many examples of really beautiful symbolism and cosmology in her work and she like 
Bella Witch Taylor, really encourages fans to decipher every metaphor, lyric, and performance. She really reminds us that there is a deeper, more mystical meaning to all of it, and we love it. So B encourages us to really look beneath the surface as she stealthily reveals our collective magic, one groundbreaking feat and chart-topping hit at a time. Beyonce's other two big planets, her moon and her rising signs, follow her sun sign sequentially in the astrological wheel. And now that we're in October, we're really in the heart of her most potent seasons. So in her chart, we see her Virgo sun, followed by her Venusian Libra rising, followed by her transformative Scorpio moon. And we'll tap into all three of these energies and explore how each of them contribute to her superstardom. So as instructed, let's get in formation. I know, I had to, I'm sorry. And begin to excavate all of these layers that make Beyonce a supernatural architect. So we'll start with her Virgo sun. Most of us have grown up knowing our sun sign, whether we subscribe to the ancient wisdom of astrology or not. And our sun sign, or our zodiac sign, they're used interchangeably, is arguably one of the most important parts of a birth chart because it's really the expression of our core ego and our vitality. And Virgos are sometimes known as worker bees, always with a tremendous ability to multitask and get shit done. This Virgo, however, rules the hive as queen bee, quite literally. And Virgo is also the sign that's associated with health, work, and daily routines, which we saw play out in a most Virgoan fashion in her Netflix documentary, Homecoming, chronicling her demanding rehearsals and excruciating exercise regime leading up to her historic headlining of Coachella in 2019, or Beachella, as it's referred to in the history books. So whereas some intellectually softer signs abide by the adage that practice makes progress, for Virgos, practice makes perfect. That's it. There is no room for error. And Virgo minds are data-driven and methodical, which gives them this ability to organize complete chaos and perceived imperfections and turn it into this sort of flawless masterpiece. Now let's get into her soulful and moody moon in the sign of Scorpio. So if your sun sign's an outward expression of your personality, your moon sign is the inward reflection of your truest emotions. It's how you process your gut reactions and how you express those inner feelings free of judgment. And that's not to say that one's moon sign's completely hidden from the world. It's not. In fact, it often comes out in ways that feel instinctual and speak for us from these deepest parts of our souls. Case in point, the release of her latest studio album, Renaissance, Renaissance or Rebirth. How very Scorpionic. Also, the entire Lemonade album, equal parts love, obsession, betrayal, jealousy, and regeneration. And we'll get into the complexities of Lemonade more in part two and all of the goddesses she invokes along her spiritual catharsis. It is so cool. So Scorpio moons are borderline psychic. They're incredibly intuitive. They're introspective. They're private, which is often mistaken for secretive. And they're really unconditionally loyal when deserved. They are deeply sensitive. I mean, deeply sensitive 
despite coming off as aloof. It's really just this protective energy that disguises all those vulnerable, volatile emotions that are brewing just beneath the surface. With a moon in Scorpio, we can expect the notoriously extreme reactions and responses associated with this sign, but lest we forget, the best revenge is our paper. Now let's look at her rising sign. We can look at our luminaries, which are sun and moon signs, as two major characters in our personal play we call life. That said, we cannot underestimate the profound effect that our rising sign has on others and its contribution to our cosmic recipe at large. Our rising sign is often seen as our first impressions on people. It's our social personality and even our own perception of reality, whatever that means for you. Think of your rising sign or ascendant, they're used interchangeably, as your cosmic publicist or as astrologer and my sweet friend Louisa Kelly tells us, look to your rising sign as the genre of your life. It's essentially the tune and tone of the way that you move through the world. And Libra's a Venus-ruled sign, giving those with a Libra ascendant a true love and appreciation for beauty, harmony, justice, symmetry, and growth through relationships with others. And it's blessed by the goddess herself. And life through the eyes of a Libra rising is a pretty perception of our shared reality it's a peaceful placement, and it's known to put the good of the collective before one's own personal desires and gains. It's her Libra rising that allows those notoriously high walls to come down every so often, and we see this through a mutual support of her fan base. And what immediately comes to mind is her Coachella performance, where she's shown the light on the unbelievable talent within the marching bands of historically black colleges and universities, in turn, giving them a once-in-a-lifetime experience, multiplying their fan base, and giving new fans an appreciation for the incredible magic that they make through music. Ah, what a beautiful cosmic and collective dance. Now that it's been a few years since Beachella, Beyonce dropped her latest studio album, Renaissance. Referencing the album's release in a rare Instagram she posted on June 30th, captioned, Creating this album allowed me a place to dream and to find escape during a scary time for the world. My intention was to create a safe place, a place without judgment, a place to be free of perfectionism and overthinking, a place to scream, release, feel freedom. It was a beautiful journey of exploration. I love that. This statement feels like a direct expression of gratitude for her big three and a thanks for each of those for gifting her the ability to do what she does. So it's a thanks to her Virgo son for her tireless work ethic, her Libra rising for holding space to experiment artistically, and her Scorpio moon for encouraging her emotional tantrums in the name of transmuting pain into raw creative power. There's nothing she does better. So now let's talk about some additional personal planets. Beyonce has a really strong Libra stellium. And as we've talked about in the past, a stellium is when you have three or more planets in a single sign, which amplifies the effects of those signs and the power of those signs. In this case, she has five planets in the sign of Libra. Her rising, her Mercury, her Venus, her Jupiter, 
and her Pluto. In this episode, we'll focus specifically on what's called her inner planets, which are her Mercury, Venus, and Mars. Since these planets are closest in proximity to the sun, their energies and effects are stronger, at least on a day-to-day basis. The outer planets, which are Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, are the farthest away, but they still maintain a powerful influence. It's just less on the daily, and more so as part of the bigger picture of our lives. So our natal Mercury, which you can find in your own personal chart, whether you look it up on Cafe Astrology or Astro.com, there are so many different resources. When you're looking at your Mercury, that's the way you communicate. And we don't often hear from Beyonce, but when we do, it's incredibly powerful and purposeful. Having a natal Mercury in Libra gifts her with this ability to gently balance and harmonize the energies around her, poetically putting those shared feelings that we all have into words. And Libra is ruled by Venus, and we really feel her pretty Venusian presence in the way she conveys her thoughts. There's sort of a lightness to it. So rounding out her Libra stellium is her Venus in the sign of Libra. Since Venus rules Libra and Taurus, this planet is at home or what's called in domicile in these two signs, meaning they're most comfortable here. This is where Venus thrives. And Venus rules money, love, and beauty. So it's no surprise that she and husband Jay-Z hit us with a double dose of Venusian energy in their most glamorous campaign for Tiffany & Co. And I want to spend a little more time on her Venus sign because it's a powerful one in terms of aesthetics, the style of her art, her approach to relationships, and really speaks to the ways that we've come to know her throughout her career. And those with Venus and Libra recognize that above all else, love is a two-way street. They remind us that the best relationships in life aren't 50-50 or 40-40, haha, get it, and are instead 100-100. So you may ask, how in the hell are we going to upgrade him? What's higher than number one? Well, it's a trick question. Born with an innate sense of justice, fairness, and equality, imbalanced partnerships will simply not be tolerated with a Venus in Libra. And she may just be a Black Bill Gates in the making. And rather than one-upmanship, this placement blesses Beyonce's relationships with this grace to creatively make positive changes in the world in a partnership together. Now let's touch on her Mars sign, the sign that's responsible for her style of aggression. It's her sexual personality. It's her ambitious drive. Surprise, surprise, Miss Sasha Fierce greets us with a Mars in the solar-ruled and regal sign of Leo. And those with Mars and Leo tend to be incredibly enthusiastic, radiant, they're creative, they're playful when in a good mood, in a bad mood, run for your effing life, just don't hurt yourself. And this golden Martian energy places Beyonce on a major world stage, that's the Leo, where she doesn't just participate in the power of culture, she creates it. So good luck slowing down a Mars and Leo, especially when she happens to be the most awarded artist in Grammy history. Okay, so now on to some numerology that we see in use by both Beyonce and Jay-Z. This power couple repeatedly taps into the power of number four, 
sharing and proving its magic with audiences in all kinds of obvious and sometimes subtle ways. And by the way, if you're a skeptic and think numerology is woo-woo or some lame-ass new age concept, let me remind you that they're infinitely cooler and more successful than all of us, and they openly play with numerological magic. So take from that what you will. So the number four. Most obviously, Beyonce was born on September 4th, 1981. That's 9-4, which adds up to 13. We see this number again. Jay-Z also shares a birthday on the 4th. His is in December. Tina Knowles, Beyonce's mom, happens to also belong to this little exclusive club with her birthday falling on the 4th of January. And we see Jay-Z invoke the magic of four as early as his 1996 debut album, Reasonable Doubt, with the track 22 Twos. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. This song is pure poetry, and we witness his genius through a barrage of couplets with the second bar in each, usually answering the question posed by the first. And his famed intricate word game really comes to life using two as in T-O, two as in T-W-O, or two as in T-O-O. And he uses this a combined 22 times within 16 type bars. He again took the number four to linguistic extremes in 2006 with his track 44 fours, which is a sequel to 22 twos. We see Beyonce also jumping in on her use of four and its mysterious magic in their joint album, Everything is Love, and the video for Ape Shit, where the power couple shut down the entire museum at the Louvre in Paris, a place they visited four times in the previous 10 years. And of course, again, on his most recent studio album, appropriately titled 444, and we'll get into that more in just a minute. So aside from Jay-Z's famous 4040 Club, we see this number take on a more sentimental significance when the lovebirds tied the knot on April 4th, 2008. So many fours. And in place of wedding bands, they tattooed IV, which is four in Roman numerals, on their ring fingers. And during her live at Roseland, R.I.P. Roseland. Her Elements of Four show, which was a series of concerts that lasted, as you guessed it, four nights, Beyonce herself went into the explanation behind the number's importance in her life. And with this coy sort of giggle, she tells fans that on April 4th, 2008, eight divided by two is four, Jay-Z put a ring on it. So in 2011, Beyonce released her fourth studio album titled Four, marking a new stage in her career and one following the severing of professional ties with her father and manager, Matthew Knowles. And Four's lyrics tell stories of monogamy and female empowerment, of self-reflection, and it really cemented Beyonce as an inspiration and our collective spokeswoman. And if you ever doubted her Virgo perfectionism, Beyonce submitted 72 tracks to Columbia Records before ultimately settling on 12 tracks for the standard edition of the album. So Four was promoted in mid-2011, including her headlining of Glastonbury Festival, and featured hit after chart-topping hit, including Run the World, Girls, 
Best Thing I Never Had, Party, Love on Top, and Countdown. That year, Love on Top won the Grammy Award for Best Traditional R&B Performance at the 55th Annual Ceremony. Another great song off of the album four is titled One Plus One, and it's a numerological nod to true love and its significance wasn't lost on us. So several critics, including Matthew Perpetua of Rolling Stone, noted that One Plus One is comparable to Sam Cooke's 1960 song, Wonderful World, and Prince's 1984 song, Purple Rain, which goes without saying, is a pretty BFD as far as comparisons go. And Brandon Soderberg of Pitchfork referenced the line from Wonderful World, he quote, don't know much about algebra, was retained during the conception of One Plus One by its producers. Two truly magical aliens, years ahead of their respective times and interwoven in this cosmic musical dance. Okay, so next we see the number four help usher in a new generation with the birth of their daughter, Blue Ivy, in 2012. Ivy, in the phonetic spelling of the number four in Roman numerals. And the significance of 44 runs deep with personal meaning to Beyonce and Jay-Z. It also happens to be a reference to the 44th president of the United States, Barack Obama. And in a series of rare tweets, Jay-Z tweeted, swearing he wasn't drunk, and paid tribute to personally influential rappers past and present, including Pusha T, Tupac, Dr. Dre, and Chance the Rapper. He then followed up with a shout out to the quote, greatest rapper of all time, Barack Obama, writing, quote, thank you, 44, and expressing gratitude for Obama's eight years serving as the 44th president in American history. And unless Obama secretly moonlights as a rapper, which he very well may, Jay is likely praising the poetry of Obama's moving and monumental presidential speeches over his eight years in office. And following the cryptic tease and the surprise release of his 13th studio album, 444, Jay-Z broke down the meaning behind each track, providing a little more context to his clues. He revealed that the track, 444, lasting four minutes and 44 seconds is Jay's answer to Beyonce's Lemonade. And in many ways, it's the rawest part of an already soul-bearing album. He explains, quote, it's a song that I wrote and it's the crux of the album, just right in the middle of the album. And I woke up literally at 4.44 in the morning, 4.44 a.m. to write this song. So it became the title of the album and everything. It's a title track because it's such a powerful song, and I just believe one of the best songs I've ever written, unquote. Gotta love sweet serendipity. So we've talked a lot about various Greek and Roman mythology, a little bit of Nordic mythology. I want to switch things up. So in part two, we'll get into Afro-Caribbean folklore, mythology, and practices that are alive and well, and that we can learn through Beyonce's ancient wisdom. She is, after all, a modern goddess living among us. In the meantime, please reach out to book personal reading or to gift one for a friend. And please continue to comment, subscribe, share the pod. It helps the show grow and reach those who may like this stuff. So until next time, thanks.